What is going on, everyone? This is episode 28 of the Attack Zero podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on today, man? We've got our first look of Corset 2020 standard for uh, SCG Worcester, which is this weekend, I think is what this is, opening weekend standard they have event. Uh, so we're going to go over that deck dump there. Um, we had pre-release this past weekend, which I did miserably at. Like, that's the first time in a long time I hadn't won a single match in a sealed event. I can't think of anything else we got going on. What else we got going on? Oh, we had the... Oh, we got the uh, the bannings and unbannings this past yeah, week. Yeah, for command. We got those on, we got those on Monday. Yep, so. uh, Commander had... Uh, Oh, it's Paradox Engine and Iona got banned and Painter Servant got unbanned, which spiked Painter Servant all to hell. Oh, yeah, you, you cannot find them anywhere. Um, and then uh, Modern, we finally don't have to worry about Bridgevine being a deck. Hogak Vine is still a thing, but they banned Bridge from Below in Modern on Monday. You want to start with the banning? Yeah, it's been... I'm pretty sure everyone else has been beating this horse for all week, but... Uh, it 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 nukes well, the think, deck for sure. Like Bridgevine as it was, as it was, is not a deck anymore. You don't need sacrifice outlets. No. You don't need all the cheap spells like that anymore. Um, and specifically, I love the fact that they went after your bridge instead of one of the new cards because we don't know what these these cards can actually do in this format because the format has just been dominated by this one deck for the last month or whatever. Like, there's other avenues we can explore. See, I would have banned, if I, if like, I would have picked a new card, I would have banned Alter. Alter is the card that yep. sent it over the edge. Alter is the reason the deck has a turn two combo kill, because it just gets to put two bridges in the yard, its and then thing. it's deterministic. It is straight up deterministic with two bridges in the yard and Alter Dementia, meaning... As long as they have a Hogak they can flip over, they can just keep flipping Hogaks, and then you just lose. So, like, I would have banned Alter. Alter is one of those cards that it's never going to be played in a fair deck. Ever. But it's it's very similar to Bridge in the same aspect, where uh, Bridge is never going to be played. Oh, fair. God, no. Because there's they, they designed so, it that way. They designed Bridge that way. I, I definitely think it is correct to nuke one of those two. And I personally think Bridge needed to go. Um, I would not be afraid. Uh, like, I would not be surprised if Alter also at some time in its point in its lifetime also gets banned. Just because that card is also obnoxious. But I want to see what else it can do. Um, let's see here. There is Infinite Mill with Vizier Remedies and Kitchen Finks. Uh, which also gains you infinite life. Which is infinite life. Um, um, and of course, Vizier can be swapped out for Malira or Anaphinza. And then Kitchen Fix can be any persist creature. Yep. Which, conveniently, we did get... Uh, we got some in Modern Horizons. There's a I know we have colorless the, one, for sure. Yep, the, the two-drop colorless one. I think it's. I think it's two man. It's it's two man. I think it's lesser Manticore or something like that. It's something Manticore. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, but 
like alter dimension means we still have an infinite mill in like a company deck somewhere. They just gotta play. They just gotta find their alter, and then they can infinitely mill somebody with it, or they can do so on and so forth. Um, but beyond that, I don't know if alter has any other deck building applications. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Beyond just being a enabler and a combo piece, a win condition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not going to do... It doesn't do anything in any other deck. Whereas, taking out Bridge, it nukes the aggro version of the deck that was okay in Modern for Bridge Vine. But leaves the... Like, it just... Now the deck can't do anything. Now it's just gone. For the most part. Now it's going to be completely rebuilt from the ground up because its entire package was originally built around being able to cast free free creatures for zero like Hangerback Walker and Walking Ballista and then it formed into where we, now we just have Carrying Feeder and Stitcher Supplier and we have the zombie synergy to get back Hogak and do this stuff but the deck will be the deck will be around somewhere someone will rebuild it somewhere uh, Tom Ross on Star City was already working on uh, Unique Brews trying to combine it and Dredge I'm just looking at it and I'm like well if you swap this for this and this for that like You'll have something that's playable. It'll be good. I don't know. Um, not that I have the time to try and get it together before Saturday before I go play in the IQ, but... Oh, yeah. I forgot there's a, there's an IQ yeah. this weekend for you. Uh, London Mulligan. No ho, no Hogak Bridgevine. Um, More importantly, uh, we have a Mythic Championship coming up in a couple weeks. Uh... Barcelona, That's right? going to be modern? Yeah. It's modern Horizons. So like, limited and modern? Yep. That's what it is. And it's, it's going to be a shit show, man. People have already been talking about just like neo-forming people. I think Allosaurus um, Rider should have been on that ban list. Like, I they should have preempted man. it. That card is obnoxious. They, they should have preempted but it. I, I guess we will actually see how... Uh, inconsistent the deck is. Bring your force of negations. Yep. Or, I know, um, Team Modern Super League was Tuesday night, and I watched the replay last night and this morning, and, um, Pleasant Kenobi played it, and killed Infect on turn two. Yep. And then the next game had the turn two kill, and got spell pierced and died. Yep. So, like, it's beatable. You just have to interact with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super beatable. You just have to be able to interact. When the format was all focused on Hogak, the, the format actually became more interactive. Jund, Jund won one of the Red Bull untapped qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue White won... Blue White won the other one, I believe. Uh, Blue White will actually, like, actually won GP Dallas. Like the form, the modern morph format is becoming more interactive. Meaning you have to be either a ready for the interactive decks and be able to beat them, or b be faster than them. And right now, there's no real deck fast that can deal with the, all the interaction that they're playing. Or c attack them from an axis they're not ready for. Which if they are prepared for the graveyard decks, don't play a graveyard deck. Like. 
that's that's the thing is like level one is all right. Here's what the interactive decks are interact. You know, here's what deck is good. Level two is here's what the interactive decks are interacting with, and then level three is just all right. I'm gonna go over the top of all of you. The problem now is now they don't have to worry about the graveyard decks. They get to go back to being able to just beat aggressive decks, and that's where the format's at. Is we were trying to attack on the aggressive on this aggressive combo plan, and now they just get to interact with creature decks again. So I don't know. I, I can't tell you what to play now because I would just rather be on an interactive yeah. deck now. Yeah, yeah. I I could not tell you at this point what to. What to you play. either need to um, combo them on turn one and hope that they don't have interaction, or like Infect and Druid have gone down now because now they get to s- turn focus towards those decks because they don't have to worry about the graveyard yeah. decks. You could s- probably sneak Dredge and Phoenix. Like Dredge and Phoenix are going to both be really good probably this weekend for the I for the IQ. Yeah, I I really like like. Uh... Phoenix's position again. Phoenix was strong before, like when Hogak was around to begin with. Now it's even worse because it has Aria Flame. Yeah. The deck has like so many ways to just attack players that that no like no other strategies can actually keep up with them. So the only combo based strategy you can play is Phoenix. Well. Um, moving back to the commander bannings real quick. Um, we have Paradox Engine and Iona joining the, the ban list, which I believe someone called the Paradox Engine ban a while back, um, just because it's absurd, Oh, it's, it's, it's just gross. These, these both are just quality of life improvements, making it where the format's just not miserable, you know? Like, the... Commander is a casual format, meant to be, you know, majority of people that play it are playing it casually. And when you have one person taking a 20-minute turn because they're Paradox Engine comboing people, and they don't know if they've won, like, that's not fun for anyone. That's not fun for anyone other than the guy sitting and playing Magic. Um, Same with Iona, you know, it obviously is a 9-drop. I believe Iona's like it's hella six expensive. and three white. I believe so. Yep, six and three. So it's it's a nine drop, but like it also just prevents your opponent from interacting with it. So yes, it's it costs a million mana, but at the same time, when there's infinite ways to cheat it into play be it show-and-tell, reanimation, sneak attack, you know, all these other effects that are just like, all right, I'm going to do my thing, hope you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I could not tell you the last time I saw an Iona played. So, it's kind of weird that that's the one that got nuked. But at the same time, like, it is just miserable to actually play against. So, like, I'm kind of just fine with it. Um, Painter Servant's interesting, though, because, like, there's a lot of small combos that you have with it, uh, Grindstone being the big one. Grindstone where you can and, just uh... Mill out, you know, one person at a time. Uh, Sphinx's Tutelage, 
also does it, but they have to never hit two lands. All no, a painter servant turns all cards. Yeah, but uh, Sphinx's tutelage. I thought it was just two cards that shared a color. No, it's two non-land cards, I believe. Oh, quit being difficult. They're both uh, non-land. We draw okay, card. So but in Commander, it's like you play. Yep. You're usually grabbing lands out of your deck, so you eventually, like, and like you know, even even if it doesn't immediately kill someone, I'm sure there's a way to just like cheaply draw cards to keep going. Oh, we get to go. We can so make like, infinite blue mana. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you're playing Urza, like you just are going to draw your deck and mill everyone out at the same time. Like, um, Ugin is now an Armageddon. Like, Ugin can kill everything but itself, and just, like, you're the only one who gets to play Magic the rest of the game, so there's there's some interesting stuff that's going on with Painter Servant, and I think it's fine to come off. Like, I think it's just another thing that people are going to do, and the price spike for it is absurd. Uh, it was, I, I read somewhere on Twitter, someone was actually look, looking to build Mono Red uh, Painter Servant for Legacy, and then immediately, like, right before the price spike, and then everything freaking jumped, so the deck became, like, double what it normally is to buy into. <laughs> because Painter's... Yeah, I, um, I was talking to a couple people online, and, you know, I have a buddy who was literally four Painter Servants away from the deck, and now he's just like, yeah, now I had to come up with $200 to finish it. Yep. Like, mm, man, that's awful. Miserable. <laughs> Whereas uh, uh, Paradox Engine now is like $10 or something. Uh, Paradox Engine's still fairly high. It's 13 on Star City. Yeah, it's so still high for a Mythic that hasn't seen play in anything. Gets played in no format yeah. now. Yeah. Like, that's still really high. Yep. So, interested to see what happens there. Um, I think it's fine. I, I particularly love the change of Paradox Engine getting banned, and Painter Servant is fine. Like it, it's gonna do things, and occasionally you're gonna die to it. But I don't think it's the end all be all that people think it is right now. Just wait until we get someone who can combo kill on turn two with Painter Servant and Pillapala. Sure, man. We'll make infinite mana and we'll do something with it. I can I can literally kill you on turn two with Kiki Cheeky. I could do a turn one if I had the good hand. Treasonous Ogre is a hell of a draw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, standard? I guess, yeah. It's like, that's where we're at now. So, uh, there was a deck dump on Monday. Yeah, it was real small, but yeah. It was Monday is the 8th. Yep. Um, we're recording this Thursday, and I don't think there's anything else... That's been released since then? Nope, we haven't got a new one yet. We won't get a new one probably till tomorrow. Yeah, conveniently not till tomorrow. Um, I believe there's like 17 decks here or something like that. And just gonna kind of quickly go through them, talk about how M20 has uh, impacted standard so far. Uh, first up, we have this Jund Dinos deck. That I really want to build, but I know better. Yeah, this deck is really cool. Um, it is 
green red splashing black for rotting regisaur and some duresses out of the board. Yep. Literally all it's doing for black is regisaur and duress. Um, new cards we have four rotting raptor, four rotting regisaur, four shifting ceratops. No temples in the mana base. Um, then a handful of cypher cards with flame, flame sweep, veil of summer, and fry. Yep. Thoughts on Jun dinos? I really like it. I'm sad that most of these good dinosaurs rotate in like three months. Like yeah. this is the only thing that keeps me from like buying into it is because I want to play it. Um, notably, if I build it on Arena, I could play it in Historic and probably just get run over by Teferi. That you can do, yes. Um, but interesting note, Teferi, Teferi telling you to pick up your your uh, Regisaur Alpha is just like, all right, do it again. <laughs> and like, if he tells you to pick up your token, you're like, all right, here's my hasty Galta. The Teferi's dead either <laughs> so, way, so just don't even play it. Yeah, I I definitely think Regisaur Alpha is like, it, it has been a card that I've always been intrigued with playing, and it's just never. Got its time in the limelight, unfortunately. I like that the deck plays Otopek Huntmaster over Drover of the Mighty. So instead of the Mana Dork, we have the Lord. Yep. And it can give our dinosaurs haste, which is kind of nice. Makes your Marauding Raptors cost one, which then will make... like So you can go turn two Huntmaster, turn three Raptor into... Uh, Regisaur. Regisaur Alpha? Yep. Is that right? Did I do my math uh, right? Regisaur's... Five. So you go turn two, Otopek, turn three, we get to play Raptor. Oh, no, you can go Raptor plus like double Regisaur or something. You can go Ripjaw Raptor, you can play double Rotting Regisaur, you can play Shifting Ceratops. Those all work. Which I, I'm pretty sure if you play double Rotting Regisaur on turn three, that your opponent just has to concede. Oh, yeah, no, they're not meaning that. I, I'm pretty sure that's written in the rules <laughs> uh, with the newest rule update. I could be wrong. I like it a lot. I'm just I'm, I'm hesitant on building it. If someone has all the stuff for it, I'll play it in a standard event, but I'm super hesitant on just buying into it because a lot of the cards just rotate in three months. Well, unfortunately, um, I'm like one of the few people I know that have like consistently kept up with standard here lately, and because of Tefiri, three minute Tefiri, I'm just like really off this format. But like it, I'm, I'm going to continue playing it on Arena just because I already have all the stuff. But paper probably not so much. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not actively going to to pick up standard cards at this point. One, one because you know there's really no standard tournaments around us, and two, like I just. Don't really want to throw away money right now. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather pick up stuff for this Jeskai Humans deck that I've been working on. Oh, it is. It's sweet, man. <laughs> oh, let's see here. What else do we got? There's Four Color Dread Horde, which is pretty stock. Um, the new card is Kethys. It's one new card is Kethys, which makes your Planeswalkers cheaper. Um, it has... Three temples in the mana base. Uh, yep, that's it. That's that's it on new cards. Yep, nothing in the sideboard. We have Kethys and better mana. Neat. Uh, 
I think this deck is awful. Like, it's, it's awful to play against, man. You got Draftdigger's Cage. I do not and, employ. Layla on Void now, though. You'll be fine. Cage doesn't stop the lockers. No, from but you got Layla on Void now. I mean, I guess, but, like, then they're just like, alright, play my Rape Draw Raptors, play my. Ah, uh, they're not playing Rotting Registrar. I'm so disappointed. Nope. That's a real good way to get around Graveyard Hate. Just be like, all right, here's my 7-6. Here's, here's my 7-6. Go. Uh, moving on, because no one really wants to talk about Dreadhorde. We have this blue-green Flashy Boy. Flash Boys. I believe this is an Austin Collins deck. Um, I thought I saw on Twitter where he was he was claiming that this is his deck. Could be. But I don't, I don't I don't think this is him. No. I don't think Urza twenty one oh nine is him. I could be wrong. That's that's not my field of expertise. That's a Jerry T thing. <laughs> <laughs> um so green cards we have Frilled Mystic and Nightpack Ambusher. Um other notable new cards we have Mu Yun Ling, Spectral Sailor, Brineborn Cutthroat. Uh, unsummon some temples. Out of the board, we get Aether, Aether Gust, and Shifting Ceratops. This deck looks really sweet. Uh, I have no idea how good this deck is, but I love this deck. I like, I like that we're just like kind of merfolky, and then you just hit the Nightpack Ambusher and the Spectral Sailor. <laughs> yeah, you just have like ambush, or like if you go turn two Cutthroat. Turn three counterspell. Turn four ambusher. Like you're, the game's just over, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Like from there, you get to leave up frilled mystics and other counterspells, and like every time you do, your cutthroat gets better. Yeah, I, I think this deck's really cool. I'm just not sold on Mu Yangling as much as like in this deck against compared to like in Mono Blue Tempo where they want like the big yeah. crazy. Elemental birds. It's it's interesting. I just I don't know if it fits here. I feel like what we want Mooning for in this deck is the emblem is to where our islands have tap draw cards. So like if we're not doing if we're not countering spells, we just get to draw draw cards. So then we come in, go up to four, go up to six, go up to eight, and then just uh, so we're ulting on like seven if they don't interact with it. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's why I'm not... I think that's asking a that's lot. That's why I don't like it in this deck, is we don't... Like, we, we can keep them from interacting it because Frilled Mystic, Essence Scatters, Sinister Sabotage, all these counter spells, flashy dudes just to, like, block and stuff, but... I feel like that, like, that's the only thing we're doing with it, because if we're just making four fours with it, there's better creatures. There's better things to be dealing with our mana at, on three. I think I agree. Is there any, like, flashy three-drops that we can play? I don't know. I don't play standard. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to investigate this list a little more, because this is this is something that's right up my alley, is shitty flash decks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's see here. Um, next up, we have Simic Nexus. They're playing Drawn from Dreams as a new card. Uh. Got Temple of Mystery to help fix our mana. Like, they needed that to begin with. And that's it on new cards. Yep. 
two, two, two in the main, two in the side for Drawn from Dreams, which this is absurd. This deck wants to play that to begin with. Yeah, that card's absurd in this deck. Like, why? Well, I don't know why they would want to play it. Um, after that is we're getting into the Omnath decks now. This is the first yeah, of many. Is, uh, uh, there's only two on this list, I think. I, I, I think there's. I've I've seen a lot of them on on arena. Um so the the elementals deck right there's now three, you have there's three like, decks. In this list? Yep. Oh, huh, okay. Um so the elementals decks are kind of split into two, three if you're really greedy. Um so you have your teamer versions playing Omnath. Yep. You have your Sultai versions playing Yarek. Yep. And then you have your four color versions that just say, "Yeah, let's do everything." Let's play all the dudes. <laughs> and let me just say, this deck is a hoot, and the four color version is even cooler. It's like doubling up your Omnath triggers. Um, interesting note: you have Wild Growth Walker, which is a elemental, so it triggers both your your Risen Reefs and gets triggered off your Explore creatures. Um. I don't know how I feel about these Living Twisters here. Like, that's just not a card I've ever been really impressed with. Like, you get to pick up a land and then trigger your Omnath, which is really cool. Yeah. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Just, like, guaranteeing we trigger Omnath every turn? Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, interesting new cards. We have two big Chandra. Which is real good in this deck. Uh, four Creeping Trailblazer, which is an Elemental Lord. Four Leaf Kindred, which is an Elemental Ramp Dude. Four Omnath, which is absurd. Four Risen Reef, which is also absurd. Uh, four Temples in the Mana Base. And some Veil of Summers out of the board. Oh, and a Pulse of Marasa. I keep forgetting that card wasn't standard legal before. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, I like this one. I like having Living Twister as just a mana dump. Like, we can... Like, you, you get to utilize all your extra mana off of Risen Reef. Or, like, just, like, pick up a land, chuck it at your opponent. Yep. And, like, if you have Omnath going, you can just be, like, pick up a land, play a land. Make something bigger. Which then, yeah, which, which also draws you cards to get you closer to chucking lands. Like... This deck's really cool. It has a lot of neat synergies. It feels like it's going to be real hard to, like, optimize and play. Yeah. Because you have so many just choices. Um, Anything neat? Oh, it's also playing Ripjaw Raptor in the sideboard. Yeah, that card's just absurd against Mono Red. Yeah. Like, any red deck that doesn't have access to black removal, that card's just absurd against. Took people forever to figure that out, apparently. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, um, earlier you saw me play the Gruel Mirror. Yep. And it's just like, alright, I have a Ripjaw Raptor, you have two Ripjaw Raptors. Well, no one no one's attacking. No one move. <laughs> uh next up and is just straight up old dinosaurs. Yep. We could, we could probably um, call this more gruel mid-range. It's not straight dinosaurs. There's a lot of dinosaurs, but it's not all dinosaurs. 
the only non-dino is Ghoul Spellbreaker and Long Elves. And Drover and Manowar. Not- yeah, but those... Uh, but, like, Drover is also a dino card. It's a dino card, but any other time of the week, it's it's just a mana dwarf. Yeah, that also benefits off of dino. Um, we're also playing Domery, which is... I As a guy who has played a lot of Gruul, that is your best card, and sometimes... Like, that card is genuinely the best card in this deck. Um, not as many of the rare dinosaurs, like Regisaur and Shifting Ceratops. He's playing Charging Monstrosaur. It's just like this 5-mana five 5-5. Five. Hey, that has Trample and Haste, man. That punches for a lot. I mean, it's cool and all. I'd rather just play the 7-6 for 3. I don't know how I feel about not having... Like, I, I think I'd rather max out on Regisaur Alphas before I play the first Monstrosaur. Um, yeah, I, I could see cutting these monster swords for the other two Regisaur uh, Alphas and, like, the third Shifting Ceratops. Um, the split between Domer's Ambush and Savage Stomp, me and you kind of talked about earlier, um, I personally rather have the second Ambush, and you're in the other side of the ballpark. Uh, Savage Stomp helps trigger Enrage. For your rip but jar. that only matters on exactly Ripjaw Raptor? That's the only enga- uh, Enrage card in this deck, right? But yeah, but it's also one mana kill your dude draw card. And put a 1-1 one, one counter on yep. it. Yep. Yeah. Whereas Ambush... I, I, I really do think just because how heavily influenced this format is by Planeswalkers... I'd rather have the ambush. That's that's my counterpoint. We all well, and if we're worried about planeswalkers, we just bring Fry in out of the sideboard, like. And we have Big Mama Chandra out of the board too. Yeah. Like I, I really like this list. Um, I've been working on iterating my my old Gruel list, and this is this is pretty close to where I want to be. I think. I think I'm going to have to put this list together and, and actually try it. Next up, we have the mass Simic Mass Manipulation mana deck. Where you just... Uh, this deck has a lot of mana sources. You, you're just a bunch of mana dorks and hope that you draw the other half of your deck to where you could actually win games. So we have 22 lands, uh-huh. 16 mana dorks, uh-huh. Four Leyline of Abundance, uh-huh. three Nissa. Yep. Uh, Risen Reef triggers off of itself and Leafkin Druid. Yep. There's no other elementals that I'm missing, right? Nope. Nope. Incubation, Incubation Druid's an elf, not a not an elemental. That's sick. Yeah. Um. This deck is really weird. And I think weird is the best way to put it. I'm not as big a fan of this as... As, like... Like, first time I saw it, I was really on board. And you have definitely talked me off of it. Uh, Just because, like, having so many mana sources and just, like... I mean, like, your payoffs are really good. But, like, 
I don't know if I can actually handle all this. Like, your payoffs are great in Nissa and Leyline and Mass Manipulation, but that's, what, 10 cards out of the 60, and you have 38 mana sources you have to dig through to find your 10 cards? Yeah, but, like, also Hydroid Crisis is, like, a giant beater that draws you cards. But it does nothing in the face of Narset, just FYI. Uh, Finale of Revelation to draw Also does nothing cards. in the face of Narset. You know what, man? Just let me live my dream. <laughs> when your format is defined by three mana planeswalkers that are really, really good, you kind of like can't. You have to have a way to beat three mana planeswalkers. Like, and... You don't get to live your dream. Yeah, I'm off it. Let's see here. This next, next one. We have just like Naya midrange. Yeah, this is the Naya deck I was talking about that curves out Tristani and Aurelia and Nyssa. Um, this has zero new cards main board? Uh, yep. And... Zero temples in the side... in the, in the, in the lands. Zero new cards in the, in the sideboard. Huh. This is kind of what I was expecting. This is where I was getting worried about Corset 2020 actually being a decent impact in the format. There's so many cards that it just came out of War of the Spark that are so good. That like you have to have your green sources so you can cast Lawn or Elf on turn one, but like, I just I don't know, man. Like, like you have four Temple Garden, four Stomping Ground, four Forest, and like, can you not afford to play a couple Temple of Triumphs? Probably not. Probably not. Like you, you really just want to curve two, three, four, five with this deck. And, oh yeah, and like I just don't think the three, four, and fives are all like I, I just don't really think any any cards on this curve are overly impactful. No, like this card, this deck just gets demolished by Teferi, right? Oh yeah, it just Teferi like, just says can, pick up your pick up your two drops. Like, nice Aurelia, pick it up. Yeah. Nice Growth Chamber Guardian, pick it up. Yep. I, I'm i I'm off it. I don't see how half of these decks are 5 0 because they just seem so miserable. Sometimes you get lucky, man. You, you have to for that one, for sure. You just have to dodge every control deck ever. <laughs> uh, next up is Mono Blue. Uh, Mono Blue got a new one drop in the form of Spectral Sailor. Which Spectral Sailor is really good, man. Which is also just uh, like we're we're, we're going to talk about our pre-releases here after a while, but Spectral Sailor is really good. So Spectral Sailor is just like Mana Sync plus one drop, dude, with flying. Like like it's the best part. and Flash. Like yeah, I'm I'm all about this card, man. Um, this deck is also playing Mu Yangling, which this deck makes sense because they literally just tick yep. it up, tick it down, tick it up, tick it down, and that's all you want. You just want the Three, you just want four four flyers, man. For three mana, yeah. You just you just want all the four fours. Um, other new cards in the uh, sideboard: Aethergust, which is essentially just bounce it if it's red or green, spell or permanent, notably. Uh, yep. And I think that's the only other new card. Yep. yep. It's the only other new card. Not a whole lot of changes besides Blue Angling and the Spectre Sailor, but 
still enough that it's noticeable. But I think I think those two are very impactful. So, like, this deck has a real hard time beating like Narset. So having Spectral Slayer as a way to draw cards on your opponent's turn is really impactful. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how you ever beat a Teferi with this deck. Oh. Uh, next. Someone, someone smarter than me can tell me, but I just am not seeing it. Next up is another Omnath Locus of the Royal style deck. Uh, I feel like it's more people are just playing Risen Reef, and Risen Reef is really good with Omnath, and that's why we're seeing so many Omnath variants now. Yeah. Also, we have... Plus, like, Chandra's really good, and so, like, having these minor elemental tribal, like, synergies with Risen Reef and Omnath are really impactful with it. Uh, Cavalier of Thorns showing up here as well, also an elemental. Uh, helps you get to... Your higher mana spells, like Mass Manipulation and Chandra here. I really like this deck. Um, I think this is closer to the versions of of Elementals I like. Just, like, not going heavy on the Elementals theme, but just, like, having enough of them to make them do their things. Yeah. Uh, new cards besides the Elemental Package, Leafkin Druid, Omnath, and Risen Reef. Um... Playing Fry in the sideboard to help against just other, just like Blue Planeswalkers and creatures and stuff like that. I'm curious as to how often we're kicking this fight with fire. Um, with Leafkin Druid, Llanowar Elves, Paradise Druid, Nissa. Nissa. Probably can kick like, it. Probably a lot. Probably can kick it very often, actually. Okay. Just a little bit extra. I can get on board then. Uh, let's see here. Mono red. Um, zero new cards main board. Leyline combustion. Out of the board. <laughs> out of the board. Yeah, we have Leyline combustion and three mana Chandra. Like three mana Chandra actually seems really sweet. Three mana Chandra is really good. I have been impressed with the red black sacrifice decks playing her because you just get to like. Make your elementals, and if they survive combat, then you just like windmill slam your bond too, and make them and just turn them into cards to draw. Or like sack them to your priest of the forgotten gods, like which then triggers your mayhem devil. Like the 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 fact that they are sacrificed and not destroyed also triggers your your mayhem devil at end step. So oh yeah, it's real good. I can get on board with Chandra. The Chandra is real impressive. Um. Mono red's still really good. Mono red's still really good. It's gonna it's gonna make it till rotation. After rotation, I have no idea what it's gonna look like. Well, you can go play it in, in historic. I'm good. Uh, next. You know, we're just we're gonna make that meme for like the next year and a half or whatever until until Watsy realizes, hey, no one is playing this. What can we do to actually make this good? Yeah. Uh, Boros feather. The deck, I think, is, like, really good now because London Mulligan is a thing in the format. Like, London Mulligan on top of having better mana with Temple Triumph and the the most impactful card, I think, in this in this deck is God's Willing. Oh, yeah. Like, straight up. Like, God's Willing as a protection plus, like, pseudo card advantage is, like, exactly what this deck is missing. Plus, you get to just set up your draws for next turn. You can help you find, your, find your another land if you need another land. You can help you find another dude if you need another dude. 
It can also just, like, eventually turn into a combat spell where you can, like, nah, you can't block punch you. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're playing... I don't think there's any other new cards besides God's Willing and Temple, right, in the main deck? I'm not seeing anything. Uh, in the sideboard, we're not playing anything new there nope. either. Demystify, I forgot that was an Ixalan. Huh, that's a magic card. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's funny how eight cards can really make a difference. Oh, yeah. Also, a whole new mulligan rule. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's that's a big deal, man. Like, specifically for this deck, that's a real big deal. Next up, still red-white, uh, this is Angel Tribal. This deck looks awful. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, there is there is nothing here I'm interested in. I feel like we're just like trying to take advantage of Bishop of Wings. Which, this is the wrong way to take advantage of that. There's a sweet infinite combo you can make with Bishop of Wings, Arcane Adaptation, and... Um, what's the Jeskai Legendary? Kaikar? I am so off everything you just said. <laughs> So you can uh, manipulation uh, make um, uh, arc- make everything an angel. Make everything an angel. You could sack and you can make infinite spirits and make infinite mana and gain infinite life. Super cool. I am so off this. It's super cool. Granted, it's not very good, but it's super cool that you can do that. It is a three four. It, you know, it's a two three four curve. But I am so off that, man. Um, back to this deck. We have Aurelia's Feathers, Lyra, Resplendent Angel, Shalai, all his angels. Also play Fortomic for some reason. Because uh, it's a 2-3 flyer. It's a 2-3 flyer that for 2? Ow. Um, the only card in our deck that can trigger our Feather is for Reckless Rage. So like, I don't know why we're playing four of this three drop when we don't actually get to use its ability. Because we get to make it a four five. It's also red and white yes. for Aurelia. You you are correct. It are it is those things. That's like the only reason why, probably. Plus they needed another three drop, probably. I'm off this. I don't think it's very good. Uh, next up, we have Black White Vampires playing four Soren Imperious Bloodlord. Go. Uh, I really like Vampires because of New Soren. New Soren means for the next three months, while we have all the Ixalan Vampires, Vampires is a really good tribe. Uh, well, we also got like actual one drops in Knight of the Ebon Legion and Vampire of the Dire Moon. So, like, we have eight black one drops. Um, we have two drops. With Legion Lieutenant and Desk Legion Zealot. Um, are we not playing the Danto Vanguard? Nope. He is a vampire, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. That seems like a miss. Um. Well, four of our spots were only going to be taken by the Legion Lieutenant anyway. They were going to be there. Do yep. we start trimming on fours and fives because we're playing zero threes besides Sword? So, like, how impactful is Soren Neg 3 to put in a thing? Uh, like, we Soren have Neg Bishop 3, Rebirth. grab Vona. We have Bishop. We have Champion of Dust. Uh, Alanda. 
Sanctum Seeker, Twilight Prophet. Twilight Prophet's pretty good. Vona. So that's two, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven things we're putting in the playoff of Soren to cheat. Like, cheat on mana. Plus we have four Call to the Feast. Like, that's a lot, man. I just, I don't know that we can actually afford 11, 4, and 5 drops to cheat into playoff of Soren. I I think that's really heavy-ended on your on your curve, and I think you could easily cut four of those and play four Adanto Vanguard and, like, be lower to the ground and still be aggressive. Like, I don't think we need the Zalanda. Uh, like, Champion of Dusk is awesome. Bishop Rebirth is kind of whatever. I could take it or leave it. Bishop or Rebirth is another. This is just Sorn, but you can grab smaller. Oh, yeah, you can only grab smaller dudes. Yeah, but it's whenever it attacks. So, like, it's, it has to live for a turn. And, like, if it dies, when, we just bring Lava it back. Coil, <laughs> when Lava Coil is one of the most impactful, like, removal spells in this format, it starts getting exiled, too. So, it, they can't Lava Coil it if we have Legion Lieutenant. FYI. You're right, then we can, you know, Lava Coil your, your Legion Lieutenant, and now you have nothing to bring back. Uh, we have plenty of things to bring back. You just said we have eight one-drops and all these other two-drops. <laughs> yeah, but how many are actually dying, though? Probably a lot. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because also, you are probably card, this... removing our stuff at a very high pace, otherwise you're just dead on turn four. Also, I don't know if this is correct, but this is explaining nine sideboard cards. I have no idea what happened here. I think they just, like, <laughs> cut off the sideboard cards. It very well also could just be that they're playing nine sideboard cards. Because they forgot to input some, and instead they just accidentally 5 would with it. Like, the fact that the 5 would without a sideboard is pretty good. Also, I, I'm disappointed in the lack of... We're tribal vampires, and we're not playing... Um, Unclaimed Territory. Or the Temple of Silence. In our land base. We're also on 23 lands with 11 4 and 5 drops. No, 15 4 and 5 drops. I would rather just have like 3 Unclaimed Territory and like get rid of this Arch of Araska because we're drawing plenty of cards. Trust me. Drawing cards isn't a problem in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cut this arch and like two swamp and play three uh, three of the unclaimed territory so we can just like have more ways to just cast our one drop into our two drop significantly okay. and not be super stuck on mana. So, um, I'm really confused by this next list. What's the next one? We have Simic Omniscience. Oh, yeah, this is just, uh, you win with Jace. But you don't, like, automatically win, right? No, you don't automatically win, but your goal is to just win with Jace. So I guess our goal here is to play Omniscience, play Tamiyo, find our over Overflowing Insight, draw seven cards, Tamiyo back our Overflowing Insight, like, continuously cast it with Risen Reef, we're putting in, we have eight elementals. Uh, this deck looks like a pile. 
It's a pile. I've seen it played one time, and it literally, it's trying to win with Jace. Like, we're, we're just trying to, like, ramp out early, play this Flood of Tears, put in Omniscience, and try to go off? Yep. I'm off it. I feel a severe lack of Nexus of Fate. This would be a deck that would love to have Nexus of Fate in it. Because yeah, probably. we just get to cast free Nexus of Fates out of our hand, and we just get to... Like, I mean, Nexus is probably better than three Omniscience, one Overflowing Insight. Boom. Made it the deck. No, you see, we get to play this Flood of Tears. We get to play these uh-huh. free Flood of Tears now. Uh-huh. So we don't have to actually tap mana for anything. Uh-huh. Boom. Omniscience into Flood of... We can, we can... Oh, I see. Okay, I see how we're doing it now. Okay. Yeah, we, we have, like, Gift of Paradise, Urban Utopia... A boil grazer, like, like actual ramp in the form of like permanence. So then, when we get to flood of tears, we can put in omniscience and start going off. And then we just get to cast all of our stuff. I'm still off it. Yeah, it seems fine. Might as well use it. They put it in the core set for a reason. You might as well play it, right? Now that is the next deck. Yep. I'm off the next deck unless they change this silly nonsense they're playing. Let's splash white um, for 400 Witness, Sore and Vengeful Bloodlord, and Basilica Belhan. Let's play, what, 4, 8, 14, 18 white sources for a 1-drop, a 4-drop, and a sideboard card. That's not even that good of a sideboard card. Where instead we can play red and have like good cards. Or we can just Play mono black. I was gonna say how how impactful is Soren versus Bantu? Like I know Bantu's also five, but we get to just draw cards. <laughs> yeah, we can we can turn these hunted witnesses into our gutter bones. I'm I'm confused by this deck. I don't know why we're playing hunted witness. Just just take these gutter bones that are in your sideboard, put them in place of that. Literally slot them in. Yeah. Uh, take these Soren vengeful blood lords out play any other four drop that you want to play like well like soren can get back your priest maybe what do you think of like instead of soren we play blood for bones i'm i'm down for that because then we could just like that actually sounds hot that seems fine like we still get to reanimate a thing plus we get to pick another dude out uh, out of our yard yeah seems fine i i can get on board with that that seems fine. I like that plan. Uh, the only other new cards, mono black. It's it's essentially mono black sacrifice. <laughs> uh, Splashing white, yeah, like you said for Basilica Bell Haunt, Hunter Witness, and Soren. But uh, we're playing Cavalier Knight in our deck. That's the only new card, right? That and four temples. Yep, that and the four temples. But it's it's four Cavalier Knight. It's it's a four or five. <laughs> It's a four or five that bone splinters, and then you can buy back a dude when it dies, and get to do all the fun things. Let's see here, what else we got? Uh, blue white, blue white spirits, blue white favorable winds. Seems great. No, it's they're they're all spirits, but they're also all flyers. Yeah, and they're also so, playing favorable winds. Uh, new cards we have: Dungeon Geist, Empyrean Eagle. Hanged Executioner, Spectral Sailor, Winged Words, Unsummon. This, this deck 
like is basically all new cards, and then like we can transition into like a planeswalker package with Tefiri and Narset out of the board. I I really like this deck. Hey, our first fairy deck. <laughs> yeah, actually, Ugh. that's not true. Uh, it was in the four color Dreadhorde deck. Yeah, that's more of an explore package that just gets the benefit of any. You can play any color because it just puts it in the graveyard and flips it. It's it's black. It's blue black. I mean, it's a uh, black green splashing to fairy. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I don't count that as a fairy deck. I count that as a deck that just it's like dredge. Calling Dredge four color when Dredge is actually just red and green. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's red green that plays these black cards as card advantage. Pretty much. Uh, I really like this deck. I have no idea if it's good. We got a two mana draw two in the form of um, Winged Words. Yeah, like we can go turn one Spectral Sailor, turn two Winged Words. Uh, turn three we have... Hanged Executioner, which makes a 1-1. Like, Supreme Phantom makes everything bigger. Empyrean Eagle makes everything bigger. Dungeon Guys to lock up the board. Fair Wings makes all your... Yeah, this is, this is sweet. Three Spell Pierce as well, so, like, we can leave out Spell Pierce or Spectral Sailor or Unsummon. Yep. We got a lot of... There's a lot of play in this deck. This might be where uh, Mono Blue goes post-rotation. Yeah, because there's a lot of new cards here. Uh, um, you lose... The only cards that rotate, we lose Supreme Phantom, we lose uh, Remorseful Cleric, Favorable Winds rotates out. Yeah. So it's not great, but Mono Blue loses more than this deck does. So. Yeah, it does. So I feel like... Maybe you just become like Blue-White Tempo and play your Tefiri's main. Probably. Yeah, I can see it. I could, I could honestly see cutting some of these weaker spirits anyway and playing your Tefiris. Like, I don't see how impactful Remorseful Cleric is. Oh, actually, it shuts down um, Command the Dreadhorde. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it better... Is Tefiri better than Hanged Executioner? Probably. I don't know. Like, you don't have much removal. And, like, I don't know, maybe... This is something I would have to work on. Yeah. It, it, it looks like it needs a little bit of work, for sure. This is something I am going to work on. I downloaded the text. <laughs> cool. Uh, next up is the Big Boogeyman, the format, Esper Control. Uh, new cards in the main Noxious Grasp as a one-of, because we need to kill opposing Nissas. <laughs> Hold on. There is a Bolas's Citadel in this main deck. It's not a new card, though. It's just yeah, but there is a Bolas's Citadel in this main deck. What are we doing? We want to cast our stuff for free. Man, that seems like exceedingly greedy. I mean, they get to be. They're the big, big, big part of the format. Like they get to be greedy. <laughs> I guess, man. But man, is that a lot? Like literally, the only new cards is a Noxious Grasp, Nox, Noxious Grasp in the main. Two, uh, more two more inside, inside. Uh, two Aether Gusts to also deal with more Nissas and a Cavalier Gales. Uh, does Nissa turn the lands green? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I clicked on the wrong Omnath deck to look into it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, she doesn't make them green. She just turns them into dudes, so they're colorless still. Dang. I wanted the Noxious grasp their, their lands. Uh, but yeah, so... So this is it's just all over. It's also command the Dreadhorde like as a one of just like I'm gonna grab their stuff, or like you know I I'm aggressively trading off my my planeswalkers, commanding them back. Like there's there's a lot of play to that one command in this main board. Yeah, like when you're ahead, it helps secure the win, but like when when you're trading off your stuff for theirs, like when you're you know thought erasing and Kai is wrathing the board. And, like, trading Planeswalkers for theirs or whatever, like, Command just, like, shuts the door on them very quickly. Yep. Um, last deck is the last Omnath deck. Uh, um, so, this is this is the version I really like, minus the Flood of Tears. Um, so, we have the Wild Growth Walker Explore Package. Um, we have Risen Reef Omnath. We're not on Leafkin Druid. Because we have the Explore Package. Like, we don't need it. Yeah. Um, we do go bigger with Cavalier of Thorns. Three mana Chandra here instead of six mana Chandra, which is really interesting. Uh, mainly because we are more of a low-to-the-ground creature-based strategy because we're playing the Explore Package. Neat. So, like, we can zero Chandra, then play Omnath, and just punch them for a billion? Oh, yeah. I don't understand where these Flood of Tears are doing. What are we doing with these? Are we just, like... I actually don't know. Are we just, like, resetting the board to put in a Risen Reef and be ahead on board? I don't know, man. Maybe? I don't know. Or we could... Oh! We could um, always Flood of Tears back our board and just put Wild Growth Walker back down and then just replay all of our Explore dudes if we need to. Um, sideboard, we have some Aether Gusts, some Fries. That's it on new cards. Tamios negates Lava Coil Shocks to, to round it out. I'm actually really surprised we don't have, like, Lava Coil and Shocks main board when we have Chandra to be able to downtick to play them again. Yep. I think that's probably better than these Flood of Tears. I, I just don't understand what they're in here for. I, I don't either. I would I'd probably just swap Flood of Tears for, like, three, three Lava Coil, leave the fourth one in the sideboard, and figure out a different card to play in the sideboard. I agree. You can you can probably up your number of fries then. Yep, I'm on board. I'm on board with this version of Omnath. Hmm. I think we're out of decks. Or standard. That is all like 17 or whatever. It's like 19 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, as you can see, like, M20 has had a little more impact than I actually expected. This is about what I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, I, like, there are new cards. Uh, like, Mono Red obviously didn't have anything new. Uh, there was, there was a, uh, the Naya deck up near the top also had, like, zero new cards. Yep. So, yeah, there's, it's doing things. Um... Nothing overly impactful. Like, there's nothing that's just like, this is the best thing that you can possibly be doing right now. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because this is still a pretty new format and people just haven't, you know, been decided that, hey, these are the decks, go play these. But, like, Omnath is really, really uh, present. Um, 
Command the Dreadhorde is still, like, really good. Mm-hmm. You have these dino decks now because of Marauding Raptor. So I'm interested in seeing where, where the rest of this goes. Agreed. Standard looks like it could be kind of fun again, hopefully. Yeah. 62 more weeks until, uh, 64 weeks until, um, uh, Teferi rotates? Something like that. I don't know if you saw, but, uh... A long time. Je- Jeff Hoagland has a counter on his, on his, uh, his stream now for how much longer Teferi's in standard. Oh, goodness. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about pre-release? You mean that I opened a really pretty promo and then proceeded to lose every match I played in because my deck just wasn't as strong as everybody else's? Um, on the other side of the things, I, I got the buy round one. Yep. And then realized that two people hadn't registered for the event. So I, I had to play one of them. So my buy was stolen from me. Um, and I, I lost that match, made some revisions to my deck after that. And then I proceeded to go three and oh, so I'm, I'm claiming I went four and oh, because my, my win was stolen from me. But in reality, I went three one. Um, I opened Yarick and I opened uh, Gargos, and my deck was absurd. Uh, I opened. A- I had a game. I had a game where Spectral Sailor do- drew me twelve cards. Yeah. And just like I just ran away with the game. It was awesome. I love it. Limited is great, man. This limited format's really fun. Uh, this is the first time I haven't actually like done well in a sealed event in a long time. Granted. My sealed was kind of just, like, all over the place. Nothing was, like... I didn't have a lot of cards in, like, two colors that I could play together. Or I didn't... Like, I had a lot of just, like, spatterings of cards just all over the place. I should have just... Well, the big thing is, is like, you, you lost out on, like, a bomb because instead you opened a Leyline of the Void. So, like... Whereas you opened a Leyline of the Void, I opened a Gargos. So, like, one of these is way better and limited than the other. Uh... I still feel like a winner. I have a promo layout on the void now, so I don't really care. Yeah, but now you need, like, three more. Nah. Not right now. Did that make your fourth foil? Yep. So you have a foil set, even though they are mismatching. Yep. It's whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's it's whatever. Okay, so I I actually pulled up Jeff's stream. Uh, 64 weeks, 11 hours, and 33 minutes till Teferi rotates. God damn, that's such a long time. <laughs> so... I hope he just becomes this monster in standard, because I have a whole place of him. I just like to off sometime. Dude, it's... The card's just absurd. Like... And it, it really is. Make him busted. Come on, standard. Make, make so, Teferi, like, this super gross $50 Planeswalker so I can just off him. You know, unfortunately, that's when I bought my Hero Dominarias was when they were 50. And I, I felt really good because I got mine for 35 each. <laughs> and now they're like 20-something, I think. I just, I want to watch 
I want to watch Three Fairy just skyrocket in price and I can just hop off my playset and like start building Reanimator for Legacy or something. Oh man, Teferi's still fifty. Big, big Teferi's still. 50. Oh yeah, no, he's because he hasn't rotated yet. <laughs> and I think he's going to go up even more after he does. But you know, uh, Teferi Time Raveler is currently twenty, and I think that's kind of low. Yeah, he. he I, I, I could, there. I could see this being another fifty dollars Teferi. So I don't know if fifty is actually reasonable, but if you do not own them and you plan on playing a format, I would go pick them up. Is that going to do it? Is that it? I think so. Um, I had some really cool stuff uh, at pre-release. Yours didn't go nearly as well. Uh, standard looks fine. Modern's a big um, jumbled mess. I believe... I don't know if it's still live, but there was the... Um, let me see if the link is still working. And if so, I'll link it down in the show notes. There was a uh, player survey that came out from Watsi not too long ago. So if you have not taken it, I would highly recommend it. Um, just because like, it is a good way for the community to give feedback of what's going on. Yep. Um, I wrote like a three-paragraph explanation of why Teferi, is, Teferi and Wilderness Reclamation are awful and need to fix standard because of that. And until they do, I'm most likely not going to be stepping into standard, like in paper. So, and then like how they just like destroyed historic from being a good format immediately. So, um, I will go ahead and link that in the show notes. It looks like the the survey is still live. So, uh, make sure you if you haven't done that already, I highly recommend doing it. It's a great way to give back feedback to to wizards. Let's see. Anything else, man? No. Uh, if you're going to the IQ in cl- at Major Things on Saturday, I'll see y'all there. Um, I know I've got three people. Three people in one vehicle and then, like, three people in another vehicle going from our playgroup. So, it's like six. Six or seven or so. Not bad. Um, unfortunately, I have to work, so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be doing it, so... Yep. Okay. I think that's it. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you all for coming by this week. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Attack for Zero, myself at, at Carter Noble25. You can find Carl at Musical underscore 33. Uh, you can find Carl and myself both on Twitch as well. Uh, links for all that are in the show notes. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can always be emailed to us. Emails down in the show notes as well. So. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.